Drivers, start your engines! Yellow's out, yellow's out. Vanity's just about out wrecking him. Vanity busted her. What is up, everybody? We are back. It is currently Friday, March 18th. Uh, the green flag is out, and we are ready to roll three wide with DJG. Dakota, how was your week, man? <sighs> it's been a long one. Um, today's my Friday at work, so I get the next two days off, and uh, I fully plan on taking in some racing action this weekend. What about your week? How's it been? It's been long. The time change kind of ruined my sleep schedule. That's for sure. Yeah, and not to get political, but Congress really wanting to make this shit permanent. (laughs) That's all I got to say about that shit. Yeah. um, (laughs) Unbelievable. But week hasn't been bad. I've been really busy at work, so it's made my days go by kind of quick. I've been outside enjoying the nice weather when I can, uh, but ready to talk some racing. All right. I think we have a a decent show today. Uh, I think... Kyle being on later uh, is definitely what what's going to make the show good uh, for sure. But I did want to jump into some Phoenix post race. Um, the racing was all right. I didn't think there was much crazy I, stuff that happened. I didn't watch very much of it. Um, I don't remember what I was doing, but I was busy. Oh, it was Shalina's birthday. That's why. Mm-hmm. Um, so I didn't get to watch it, but I was very happy to see who won yeah so chase briscoe did grab his first win uh in his cup um career uh it it was awesome i mean i I was so happy to see him win indiana boy yeah um ross chastain finished second with track house um that team is is dominating i mean they haven't grabbed their first win yet but it's right on the tip of their tongue oh it's right there you know i didn't have I wouldn't have thought that Trackhouse would have been this competitive this early on in the season. Um, you know, they were a newly created team. Um, they were, you know, mid-pack last year. Um, and now to be competing for not only top fives and top tens, but competing for wins, I mean, it's... It's, uh, it's always good to see someone new in the mix. Like, obviously, you know, everyone has their favorite drivers and... Typically, they're the ones that are in the top 10 every week. But it's really nice to see some faces that aren't typically up, you know, racing for wins up there doing exactly that. Yeah. Um, I think it's going to add a lot to the sport this year. Um, I know we've talked about eventually someone's going to figure this new car out and they're just going to dominate the entire season at some point, whether that's this year or a year or two down the road. But um, I know the whole point of these cars, again, we've talked before, was to try and even the playing field as much as we can, and we do see that happening, absolutely. Like, you still have your guys that run well every week, regardless, you know. Right. But, you know, seeing people like Ross Chastain finishing second, and then Daniel Suarez had a good finish. Had a, You know, he's ran well. He just, I think, did he end up wrecking last week? He had some tough luck, I want to say. I th- I think he he did have some unfortunate events happen, but I, you make a great point. I know, like you know, leading up to this season, they were talking about you know equaling the playing field and giving the teams you know 
equal opportunities. I think this is the best opportunity that all these drivers that aren't normally talked about, giving them a chance to to compete. You know, Ross Chastain, uh, again, had a few top 10 finishes, you know, in previous years, nothing too crazy. And now he's finishing second at Phoenix. Um, you know, Tyler Reddick, uh, he's been up front before, uh, not as constantly as he has been, I want to say. Uh, and then, you know, top uh, f- finishing fourth, Ryan Blaney, and, and finishing fifth, Kyle Busch. You know, those guys are used to running up front. Um, but then you see names like Danny Hammond, who are having, who are struggling with this yeah. car. I don't think Denny has a top five yet. No, I mean, there's, yeah, that's a good point. There's a lot of drivers who, who typically finish up top who who are really struggling with these new cars. So it's interesting to see it play out. And uh, I'm interested to see how long that lasts before, like you said, teams start figuring it out. I hope um, it doesn't happen, to be honest. Yeah. For the sake of, you know, I like that the drivers are struggling with the cars, with yeah. the handling, and, you know, people are spinning out by themselves you know the, the car's just hard to drive yeah i mean which was you know the whole point people were making about you know in the previous cars you know how much talent did it really take mm-hmm. you know the teams I, I would say put in most of the work and and you throw somebody in there and and they're able to wheel it but you know these cars it's it's a challenge and and like you said i enjoy watching that because you know these cars shouldn't be easy to drive and i think it goes back to it, it relates a lot to short track racing where, you know, those cars are, are hard to drive and it takes, you know, someone who's really talented to do it and, instead of just throwing somebody in there and, and getting it done. And I think I think this, you know, moving into our next point kind of branches into the Xfinity series. The Xfinity cars are kind of the same way. They're hard to drive. They have the composite bodies. They're built to kind of mm-hmm. have a little bit of impact and then be able to keep driving. But, you know, a lot of you can just you can simply spin somebody by changing how the air hits their car. Like it's it's a lot of a lot of actually driving the car versus just sitting in there and holding a steering wheel. Yeah, which I think you know to play off that point you made too, comparing it to Xfinity series. Xfinity series put on great racing last year. Oh, I would have. I was much more excited to watch Xfinity than I was the Cup. It, yeah and and i'm the same way and so i'm hoping that with these new cup cars you know the first couple races they've been all right to me uh not my favorite tracks to watch racing at but i'm hoping that you know the other tracks coming up on the schedule it doesn't recreate xfinity racing but i'm excited to see how these cars handle like martinsville or a road course because having the bigger wheel on the car allows for a bigger brake package, which mm-hmm. means I noticed this at Daytona. They could drive in to, towards pit road a lot harder and get on the brakes a lot later and get slowed down enough to meet pit speed. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited to see how how that translates to a short track like Martinsville, flat track where you have to use a lot of brake, or a road course where you have to use a lot of brake on some of these turns and see how guys adjust to this, see how see how they drive each other you know if you're trying to outbreak someone in the corner how much different is that this year than it was last year mm-hmm. yeah i agree um noah was able to pull off a win in i knew it was series. bound to happen yeah you did call it um phenomenal job by noah um brandon jones finished second second josh berry had a phenomenal run and finished third he's very impressive yeah, yeah. 
like I know he was kind of like the late model guy, but he just got kind of got thrown into an Xfinity ride, and he's there. All but the there, but there's no question in my mind that all of that late model experience right. is is carrying over but for him. What I'm what I'm getting at is like he wasn't used to the larger tracks, right? And now yeah. he's out here running in a in a Xfinity car on much larger tracks. You have to drive, you know. Typically in late models, in most tracks that I watch, you run the bottom. Whereas, you know, as tire wear happens in the Xfinity cars, depending on the track, they move up to the wall and they're running. I wouldn't stick my hand in between the car and the wall. Like, there's right. not enough room. Right. Yeah. Regardless, he did a phenomenal job. And I'm happy to see uh, a more recent late model driver jump up to, to NASCAR and, and do a good job at it. Uh, another big name, Trevor Bain. He's impressed me. Yeah, and he's lot. been out of the sport for he a few has. years, and and he's like, able to get back in it. And didn't he led laps in his first race back or something like that? Yeah, like he definitely impressed me. And then let's see, Nemechek, John Hunter Nemechek, mm-hmm. rounding out the top five. Um, I didn't. Again, I didn't watch a whole lot of that. I watched bitch and bitch <laughs> bits and pieces of it. Um. <laughs> uh, but I did get to see the ending. I got to see Noah win. Um, I was excited for that, and uh, I'm excited. His his season is off to a phenomenal start. So mm-hmm. I feel like I said this last week. His luck's probably going to run out at some time. Maybe I could be wrong. Yeah. It could, he could be. I'm could on the be, fence about that. He could be the guy this season. Um, I mean, he's dominating so far. So yeah. I would like to see that continue for him. Um, so we'll see how that goes. So moving on to the Rattler 250, were you able to watch any of this? I was not. I was. I wanted to, um, but we ended up going out for Shalina's birthday. So I was at an Olive Garden <laughs> <laughs> watching uh, a little bit of everything. But I was uh, trying to keep up with some stuff on Twitter and um, Facebook, and just kind of yeah, it was a decent decent race um again not much happening i do know that um eddie van meter took a huge hit towards the end of the race um i believe i saw a video of that yeah i was like damn what who was it wasn't it i don't remember but it looked like he just ran over the back of eddie and and it wasn't bubba what no no because bubba finished second the uh i don't remember who it was i don't remember who it was either but i did see the video of it yeah i was like wow um and then the other big piece of news I saw was Nassi was registered for the pro late model race. And he didn't run it. And he didn't run it because his he said his engine blew up um, at the previous event and they weren't able to get it, rip, you know, turned around in time to run um, the grasshopper, but which was unfortunate. Um, didn't look like he had a lot of luck this race either. Um Although Ty Majeski, you know, I, I would say dominated this race and, and was able Ty to. Ty Majeski in a late model is someone that's hard to not like. If you have a choice to choose who's going to win, like Ty Majeski is a hard person to not go with. Right. I feel like. Right. Um, I don't know if you saw this or not. Uh, this isn't on our show notes, but I believe Jake Garcia actually is uh, truck racing at some point this year. Is it truck? I don't know. I think I've heard. It, it was just a, like I just saw it like yesterday. Yeah. So that's exciting. Yeah. I, he's a very good driver. He's only 17 years old. Yeah. I, I was going to say, I remember we saw him at Winchester 
this past season Winchester 400 and uh he looked really good yeah um so that's I, i'm glad to see that for him i'm glad to see any of these guys get an opportunity to go to the next level so um but he's phenomenal for his age and and definitely how he a very at. talented young driver yeah uh, so Ty Majeski finished his finished first. Uh, Bubba Pollard. Uh, I feel like he's had a lot of bad luck towards the end of last season. Yes. Um, so to see him, uh, you know, finish second here is is awesome for him. I definitely think his twenty twenty two season has gotten off to a pretty decent start. He did get a win, I believe it was during the Speed Weeks event that they had, mm-hmm. um, and then obviously finishing second here. Um, Solid turnaround from how last season was going. Yeah. And the season before that was even worse. So it's good to see him kind of get back on top of things and continue doing Bubba Pollard things. Yeah. I I was going to say, I feel like last season and and maybe even the season before that was like hectic in a way. It was like, you know, they were like, I don't want to like assume, but it was like they were like throwing things together. I believe so he was with Port City Race Cars Mm -hmm. and then not last season but the season before last he switched and then last season he came back to Port City Race Cars and I'm pretty sure that's where he's still at so I hope it works out for him um Austin Nason finished his third Hunter Robinson Hunter Robinson no excuse me sorry Hunter Robbins finished his fourth and then Jake Garcia runs out the top five um this is a stupid question, but is this the same hunter that wrecked at Five Flags in the truck race? I don't know. I should have checked that. I was showing somebody that video the other day. I was like, this is probably the most insane wreck. Like, outside of NASCAR, obviously, you have the big ones at Daytona or, you know, Ryan Newman, for example. But, yeah. like, that video at the truck race at Five Flags is probably the worst thing I've ever seen. Uh, minus... The car catching on fire at Anderson. That was pretty wicked, too. Yeah. I, <laughs> I don't want to get off topic, but I do. So, the Five Flags wreck, I do watch it back sometimes. I'm just like, so lucky. Yeah. And then I want to tell a story about, I'm not laughing, it's serious, but I was at work, and I think you might have messaged the group chat, and then my mom called me, and I'm like, yeah. what's going on? She's like, I just saw somebody die. What the hell are you talking I, about? I 110% thought, like, I was like, there's no way yeah. that this dude gets out of this car alive. Yeah. And lo and behold, last season, uh, the car was actually out at Mount Lawn. Yeah. So I'll touch base <laughs> with that. So um, I was like, holy, I saw the video and I was like, holy shit, this guy is lucky. If you, because like you said, we didn't know. And then he got out. Mm-hmm. And then I was walking down Pitt road at mount lawn and i saw a burn up car and i was like (laughs) surely to god it's not the same car right like maybe maybe it was just like a i don't know i don't know and then i was like dude that's the same exact car that that caught fire at anderson put new body panels on it but the inside was still burnt yeah charred Charred. (laughs) yeah and that's why we don't take safety secondary it's always priority for safety is the most important thing when it comes to racing. Yeah, I won't I won't talk much about that because I've heard mixed um comments about what happened, but please if you are racing, please take your safety as the priority. Um the next big piece of news, this shocked me. Uh Hendrick Motorsports and NASCAR announced a partnership to field a modified next gen 
stock car in the 2023 24 hours of Le Mans. Le Mans. Uh, driver lineups and other technical details will not will be announced at a later date. Um, so, and I believe Chad Knaus will be in charge of this yep. program. Um, I was ex- not on my bingo card for this year. No, definitely kind of a out of nowhere type deal. But uh, it was funny because I was sitting there the other day at my house and I get a message from Chance on Facebook. He had sent something. He's like, "Guess I'm watching Le Mans now." <laughs> And I was like, what do you mean? Well, then I hadn't looked at the message yet, and I was scrolling through Twitter, and I saw the announcement for this on Twitter. I was like, I don't even have to go look at that message now. Like, I know exactly what he meant. So um, I'm excited to see how well it does. Um, Obviously, it's going to be slightly different than a regular stock car. Yeah. They're going to have to make some modifications to it. But I think it's going to be really cool to see out there. Yeah. Definitely something different. Very different. And I wanted to add, I didn't put this in the notes, but it'll be entered in the Garage 56 slot, which is, uh, I was reading it before we came on, uh, is a entry dedicated for cars that are not typically in this race. And it's kind of like a a slot for outside cars um, to come in and and kind of, you know, demonstrate uh, their abilities and and whatever. But I'm glad you explained that because I didn't know. Yeah. I just remember seeing it. But. I do know, I, I don't know what the controversy is, but I do know that there has been controversy on Twitter among NASCAR fans about uh, about this development. Um, I wish I read more into it because I'm curious to see what people's problems are about it because, to me, I think NASCAR should be doing everything they can. In short track racing in general, I mean, we've had this conversation multiple times where they should be doing everything they can to... Um, appeal to more people and and expose themselves to more people and i think this would be a great opportunity to enter into a different form of motorsports and uh really draw more people into nascar um i think that was probably a big idea like a big motive behind the move yeah um plus it's also just something you're like oh there's a cup car and <laughs> you know so it's pretty cool um especially as a cup you know I'm typically not a road course. You know, I don't watch F1. I don't really watch. Mm-hmm. I watch the Indy 500 maybe. Yeah. Um, but I'm not I'm not really big into that kind of stuff. Uh, but I think maybe this is a way that people that are oval track race fans will get into this a little more. Like, just for example, when NASCAR added all the road courses, was it last year? Yeah. I was like, man, I was like, this season's going to suck. But... They were all actually pretty decent races. Um, yeah. And I did kind of watch the 24 hours at Daytona. Um, obviously, I didn't sit and watch all 24 hours, but I did sit and watch uh, little bits of it. I actually had a friend that I went to school with, went to college with, who is now at the time, well, he still is, but uh, is an engineer for the team that won the Rolex 24 hours. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. Um I know that was something that he was very proud of, as he should be. Right. Um, that's a big achievement for him, especially early in his career. Like, he just literally had just graduated. Right. And got put on, was on this team, and then they go win 24 hours of Daytona. So, uh, super cool for that. Uh, but, no, I agree with you. I think this is a good way to kind of branch out and get people who typically aren't, you know, don't really pay any attention to NASCAR to maybe – get them 
over the fence mm-hmm. and get them to NASCAR or vice versa, get NASCAR fans into that type of racing. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, you know, I wasn't a big fan of the announcement of all these road courses last season, but um, actually hated road courses, didn't care for them. I wanted more short tracks. I still do want more short tracks, but, uh, you know, we've talked about it a couple other times, I believe. Um, you know, Formula One has a Netflix series, and I watched it because I was like, I saw I saw the video of, like, uh a, a, a highlight of that series and i was like damn that looks cool i'm gonna watch it and now i'm kind of like drawn into formula one i'm like that looks cool um so i mean i'm hoping that has the same effect um for this entry for nascar and hendrix hendrick motorsports but um yeah i just wanted to talk about that because uh i thought that was interesting and definitely did not see that coming absolutely next up we have voice compact touring series driver Kyle Frame calling in to speak with us about his upcoming race at Five Flag Speedway and kind of give us some information on what he hopes his season looks like. We are joined with uh, Kyle Frame, a Vores Combat Touring Series driver. He is joining us from Pensacola. Um, how's your day been going, Kyle? Today's been kind of relaxing. Uh, we had some rain earlier this morning and kind of canceled what we had going for the day. We were supposed to have a couple hours of practice today. Um we were able to get that in, but <clears throat> right now we're on our way to a, a condo that's on the beach. We're going to spend the evening out that way. Sounds good. Um, so you did mention that today's practice uh, session was canceled due to weather, um, but yeah. yesterday's practice you did uh, top the chart at P1. Um, so I'm sure that felt pretty great. Yeah, I mean, it's always always feels pretty good to be at the top of the board. Um there wasn't wasn't many guys. There were thirteen cars there, but there were some some big names there. But uh, we got we got something we can work with, and we'll make a couple adjustments and see what we got for tomorrow qualifying. Yeah, I was gonna um, ask about those uh, adjustments. Um, I mean, you, you topped P one in practice. Uh, I'm sure you're confident that those adjustments um, will allow you to be there at the end to get the win. Yeah, definitely. We just got to get it a little more secure, getting into the corners, so that I can potentially drive in, drive into the corner deeper. Um, <clears throat> we were able to. We had some tire issues. We were able to get sorted out uh, yesterday. That uh, was really kind of the car felt a, a really bad push coming off of the box, but we were able to get that fixed. So now we just got to concentrate on uh, corner entry and, and go from there. Gotcha. So, um, is there any other? factors to your strategy for tomorrow's race other than on on focusing on on your corner entries um i mean we just gotta we gotta take care of the tires uh these tires are also always not the greatest on the long run especially with the way we the way we drive we have to drive these cars it's it really just tears the tires up so it's gonna be you gotta take care of the tires to get somewhat of a long race i think they're they originally scheduled us for 40 but now they're talking like it's gonna be 50 so um, it's just going to be really important to take care of the right front tire and, and make it last as that. Gotcha. So, Kyle, knowing that you have another car at home that's in the process of being built, do you approach this race with a more aggressive attitude or a more conservative attitude? Um, I kind of – I talked to Dad earlier than, earlier this winter in our, our process. I think last year I was a little too conservative at times, and uh, it kind of may have cost me a couple points, a couple positions. So I think – I've kind of decided this year I'm going to be a little more aggressive uh, right out of the gate. 
Um, and I think that that showed in practice yesterday. Well, that's good to hear. I'm looking forward to watching that. Um, so uh, looking forward to the remainder of the season. I know we're just getting started, but what are some goals that you've set for yourself? Um, I mean, with the new car, it's going to be kind of difficult, but we are coming back. We, we plan to either at least, at the very least, contend for a championship, if not win the championship this year. Uh, we were really close last year. And let it kind of slip away right there at the end with a couple of bad races to finish out the year. But uh, I don't plan on doing that this year. <laughs> right on. Uh, do you have like do you have a race on the schedule this year that you're most looking forward to, or are they all kind of just you're ready to go? Yeah, we've we've got a couple um, marquee events this year. I guess you could say we've got the, the 150 lap at Anderson, as well as the uh, the big race at Lucas Oil Cup here in, in July. That's that we're going to be part of the NASCAR weekend. Um, and then Jennerstown Speedway out in Pennsylvania for the first time. I, I seem to do pretty well with the inaugural events uh, last year being the first race in Florida. Uh, also the first race of more than 50 laps or so. We ran a 75 lap at Anderson and I won that. Well, it sounds uh, like... Oh, go I, ahead. I do have a question. Um, mm-hmm. I am a little surprised that you didn't mention Nashville. Um, considering I think you had a pretty strong run um, this this past season, um, if I remember correctly, you had a few lap cars that that caught you up at the end, and I, th- I believe you finished second. Um, are you looking yeah. forward to to going down there again this year and, and getting that win? Yeah, I mean, I, I've had a, a really good car the last two years down there in Nashville, and I'm, I'm really I am looking forward to get down there. Um, they kind of have some red- redemption for that race. Um, Lap traffic is always going to be a factor. Uh, it just seems to have bit me. This that race in particular was just, it just seemed to bite me every every time I caught him. Uh, I was catching him in, in packs of four and five, and uh, there wasn't really room for me to go. And I kind of just had to basically cut them, you know, cut the the line for Tom, and he was able to able to catch up to me. But it is what it is. Uh, I'm really looking forward to get back down there and, and showing what I got because. I, I really enjoy that track. I, I really enjoy the big tracks in general. Um, I've, I've always done well with everyone we've gone to. Right. I know that Dakota and I plan on being at, you know, the Anderson race, the Lucas Oil race, pretty much anything that's close to us. Uh, Dakota's been to Nashville. I didn't get to go. Uh, so I know that we want to go back, so we might try and make a trip down there for that as well. Uh, but I guess kind of the last thing I have for you is I know – that uh, I've seen a couple of your posts on social media about wanting to get in a late model. Has that actually, like, has that been a thought that's actually crossed your mind? Is it a possibility in the future, or have you ever thought that far into it? Yeah, I mean, it's, I, I guess anything at this point, at this point anything is a possibility. Um, you know, it's, it, late models are, you know, they're not cheap. Um, it would have to, have to come with some significant funding, because I, I can't, necessarily afford it myself unless I completely got out of the front wheel drives or found somebody that wanted to, that was willing and wanted to try and, you know, take that chance on me. But um, I would love to have, to have that opportunity, but uh, at the moment it's, there's not really much out there, um, but I'm not saying no to anything by any means. <laughs> well, I as well would love to end up in a late model. Granted, you know, I'm not really, I'm not really <laughs> racing yet, but it's, I think it would be, that's a goal of mine, whether or not I get there. But uh, either way, I think Dakota and I are very excited to see uh, see you out there this weekend. We're excited to see the new car get finished up and see how well you do this season, especially if you're going for the championship. 
Uh, if you're kind of changing your driving style a little bit to be more aggressive, I know I'm very excited to see how well this goes for you this season. I think you're definitely a driver in the Vore series that catches a lot of eyes. Um, you know, at least since I started kind of paying more of att- more attention to the Vore series, uh, you've definitely stuck out to me and being in contact with you through social media and stuff, you know. Absolutely. So, yeah. Uh, well, I appreciate it. I, I appreciate you guys coming on board this year for 2022 with the new car. Um, you know, it, anything helps at this point in this stage. Um, I'm excited to have you guys on board. I love listening to it when I get the chance to. I'm, I'm extremely busy, but I do try to listen to as many of the podcasts as I can. Yeah, um, and, you guys are great, and you guys do an awesome job for what you do. Yeah, and we appreciate that too. And we're we're very appreciative of having the opportunity to to partner with you uh, this season and and hopefully in the future. But I did want to you know piggyback off of Jared's comments about the late model. Um, you know, I think you're a very talented driver. I've watched the Vore series for quite a while since that's the series that I'm trying to jump into. And um, I definitely think that you deserve an opportunity. And I hope that somebody somewhere uh, is willing to give you that opportunity. So, Well, I appreciate that. And like I said, I'm always looking. I'm always sticking it out there for anybody that I can. Um, but we'll see what happens. Like I said, I'd like to ride this train as long as I can. Um who knows where it's going to go. I'm, I'm kind of old at this point to go NASCAR, but <laughs> <laughs> I'd never say never, but yeah, I never say never. Exactly. That's true. Well, that's all I have for you. I do want to thank you for taking time out of your day. I know, you know, your schedule kind of got messed up with the rain and stuff like that. You didn't get to do everything with the race car you wanted to do today, but you know, I, we do appreciate you taking the time to speak with us and let us hear about your plans for the 2022, 20 22 season sorry english is difficult uh sometimes yeah <laughs> but uh no we do really appreciate you taking the time and uh we look forward to keeping up with you as the season progresses awesome absolutely guys i said i appreciate you guys having me on not a problem uh thank you again so much for jo- uh, jumping on with us uh for a little bit and uh wish you the best of luck for tomorrow's race and uh we'll be watching awesome look forward to it guys thanks not take it easy uh, and if you want to watch uh, Kyle compete tomorrow, you can uh, watch on Flow Racing. Um, they will be broadcasting the race live from uh, Pensacola. Uh, they'll be racing at 5, and then Arca Series uh, jumps on track right after at 7. So, uh, again, want to thank Kyle for jumping on uh, for a few minutes with us today to, to discuss uh, tomorrow's race and, and his 2022 plans. All right. Um, pre-race at Atlanta. Um, so I do know today's uh, scheduled practice sessions were canceled due to weather. Uh, it looks messy down there weather-wise. Um, but the truck race, I believe, is scheduled for 2.30 tomorrow, and then the Xfinity, uh, Xfinity race will follow at 5. Um, what are you thinking? honestly don't know because Atlanta just got repaved, correct? Yeah, and they have increased banking. Yes. So, so it's a new track. It, I know that their goal was kind of to make it more of like a super speedway type racing. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have no idea how this is going to go. Yeah. It could be very fun to watch or it could be very, very, very messy. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I'm, I'm, I'm not too big on providing my picks for this race because I don't know. It's a, it's definitely a toss up. I believe it's a new track. Uh, you know, they, I'm sure they have some simulator time maybe. Um, but I, I don't know what to expect for this race. Um, I think first, if it's going to be more super speedway type, mm-hmm. like if that 
is what it truly comes out to be. I feel like you have to put Bubba Wallace up up there. I mean, he's shown, you know, he he's typically works his way up to the front in super speedways. Um, I also, I hate Toyota, mm-hmm. you know, as far as NASCAR goes. Once, you know, late model series, I don't care. Like, yeah. my favorite driver drives a Toyota. Uh, but just NASCAR, Ford guy. But I feel like, I know Danny Hamlin has really struggled this season, but he's due for something. Yeah. And I think that this might be it. Um, other names like Chase Elliott. Chase Elliott's due for and he's not had very good luck this no. season either, um, which is unfortunate uh, coming from a Chase fan. But I also would like to see someone like Daniel Suarez or Ross Chastain keep their momentum going and potentially get a win. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, someone else who really just isn't typically up towards the front. Um, I would like to see Michael McDowell do well. Um, you know, he won Daytona 500 last year. Yeah. Um, so maybe this plays into his favor a little bit. Yeah. Um, I really don't know. I don't have like a defined pick where I'm like, yeah, this is it. I think any of the top guys are a good pick. Uh, you know, Kyle, Denny, uh, so on and so forth. Um, I think Bubba, you know, could be a threat here. You know, he he's, I think super speedway racing is, his, is obviously his um, strong suit. Uh, you know, everywhere else, he does pretty well. Typically, gets involved in in some sort of incident that you know ends his day. Um, I think for the Cup race, you know, I would love. I'm a big front row motorsports guy. Would love to see either you know Michael or or Toddy G, you know, pull pull a win. I would, you know, I'm I'm really hoping. I think he's you know shown great uh, results for for his first couple races. Would love to see him you know, get a win this season. And I, I think that, you know, with this adjustment in the track, you know, it, it could go to anybody. So I'm going to be rooting for them. I'm uh, excited to see if, you know, Atlanta now has the big one, kind of like the other yeah. super speedways. There's always going to be one wreck that tears up a ton of cars. So if they're wanting to be more super speedway, like I, I definitely see that happening. Yeah. I'm definitely interested to see how it all plays out. Um, but I'm not sure what to expect. Uh, as far as truck and Xfinity, I don't know either because it's the same thing. Yeah. Granted, they're still they're not in like a new car or a new truck. Well, technically the truck, the new bodies, but it's mm-hmm. everything's relatively the same. Um, I think it could be messy as well. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. You know, Noah Gregson got his win last week, so. And he's going to have that momentum, too, going into the next. Obviously, Noah Gregson's going to be Noah Gregson. He's going to race aggressive. But now that he has that win under his belt and he's kind of locked himself into the championship, he's not as on edge to, you know, mm-hmm. lock himself in. So, like, he's got that sort of cushion. So, I mean, he really doesn't have a whole lot to lose at this point. Just keep the momentum riding and see what he can do. Um, I'm trying to think who else in Xfinity. I would say, you know... Any of the junior motorsport guys, really. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I mean, I wouldn't necessarily, you know, pick a driver. I think for me, Xfinity, I would pick uh, a junior motorsports driver for trucks. Um, you know, Thor, KBM, uh, Front Row Motorsports. Zane Smith has been on fire, and, and I just want to congratulate him for, 
you know, how successful he's been this season. Um, definitely, you know, I knew he was a good driver before. Wasn't sure how, you know, his start at Front Row Motorsports, you know, with the new team uh, and all that was going to be. But he's been, you know. He's definitely made the best of it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then, sorry, uh, Cup Race, uh, again, you know, could be anybody. I wouldn't be surprised to see a, a Hendrick car win. Um, obviously, rooting for Front Row Motorsports and uh, Track House. I, I think, you know, they've been very dominant, you know, these the start of the season. I think that maybe this is where they'll pick up their first win. I, I do have something I want to talk about with the Cup Series. Danica in the booth. Yeah. I don't like it. So I watch as much as I can. Uh, don't really listen to the commentary unless it is, you know, something that I care for. A lot of controversy around that, too. And Yes. And, like... You can come at me and be like, oh, you're sexist. You don't like her because she's a woman. Like, no. I just feel like a lot of the stuff she says, it's like, I, I even noticed it. Like, she'll say something, and then nobody else in the booth will say <laughs> anything. Like, she says, she makes a comment, and then it's just dead silence. Yeah. So it's just awkward. That's how I feel all the time, where I'm, like, <laughs> talking, and nobody says anything. Like, cool. Um, no, I was watching the highlights, and I noticed that a lot, too. And then I was on Twitter, and I saw somebody... I guess she was like trying to relate the racing to IndyCar, mm-hmm. which, and people were giving her shit for that, which I get it. It's not IndyCar, but that's where most of her experience comes from. So I could understand why where she's coming from yes. and why she's doing it. But I saw a tweet that was like, I love how Danica tried relating it to IndyCar and Clint nicely said, this is an IndyCar. Something <laughs> like that. I thought it was funny, but yeah, I don't know. I think she's trying. It's just, it's Danica. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I, but Fox Sports has not been doing very well at no, all this season. And no, 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 no. I there was a graphic where they were someone was like, "We're three races into the season, they still can't spell Chase Elliott's last name correctly." Well, that and their coverage has been awful. I'm sorry to whoever works at Fox, um, but uh, you know the truck race where there was a big accident at the end and nobody caught it. Um, However, that's not necessarily. Fox is doing, but they went, what, like a lap and a half, almost two laps before the yellow came out? Yeah. Well, I mean, that part, but, like, they wouldn't, there was, like, no footage oh, I, yeah, of yeah, it. Yeah. So, it's like, you know, they were talking about driver, you know, there's a driver, I can't remember his name off the top of my head, who dislocated his arm. Nobody knew about that until... That was that says the same driver. Yeah. Until, you know, an hour after the race, and, and nobody saw it. Um, you know, another guy had huge damage on the front end of his car, his truck, and and nobody had saw it you know what happened nobody knows because they didn't catch it and i love the memes that people put on twitter of where it's like fox coverage it's like zoomed in on the grass or some yeah. shit like that that's funny to me but yes i, I don't know it. i hope it gets better but yeah All i right. can understand the the controversy yes Danica, absolutely but. um i don't know i just maybe it's just, obviously it's not just me because you kind of a lot of people yeah would agree but. I just think props to them for trying it, but I just don't think that that's, mm-hmm. I don't know. I think there's better people to be up in the booth in my opinion. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, anyway, so I know this is a racing podcast, but it is March. And everybody knows that means March Madness college basketball. And it's definitely madness. Definitely, madness. we are currently on the second day of the tournament. 
There was a couple of upsets yesterday, Kentucky being one of them, a 15 seed beating a two seed. Um, I don't lot in, not very many people saw that one coming. Definitely did not see that one coming. Um, uh, you know, as a former student of a college in the MAC, I was watching uh, Akron. Akron. Akron, sorry. Akron. Akron <laughs> playing against UCLA. They damn near came close to beating UCLA. There was a lot of very close games yesterday that I was like, I don't think that this game should have been that close. Yeah. But I also don't necessarily agree with all the seeding that they had this year. Like, yeah, just I, for example, like IU definitely got the shaft this year. Yeah. And then they had to play, uh, they played, it was like five or six games in eight days. And then they had all their traveling issues where they would travel across time zones and then had to figure it out and get ready to play. And Well, they didn't land in Portland until like one or two in the morning because the NCAA rented out a plane too small for, for all their, yeah. you know, equipment and, and personnel. I definitely think they got fucked this year. Yeah, you know, I I'm a I'm a Hoosier fan. I'm not a diehard Hoosier fan like Hunter, um, but I, yeah, I think they got. And like, I don't think I, it doesn't necessarily make sense to me why IU was a play-in game and Michigan wasn't. Yeah, um, but it is what it is. You can't really do nothing about it now. Um, On to next year. We're finishing up the round of 64 today. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I haven't really checked scores. I've I've been betting on a lot of these Well, games. I can tell you that my uh, big one didn't hit. Well, I could have told you it wasn't okay, going to. Well, it had like plus, plus <laughs> like 11,000 odds or 111,000 odds. Yeah. He picked like big underdogs. Um, I could have won $114,000. <laughs> I ain't going to miss up on that. Um. But how's your team doing? Uh, we play. So I'm a huge North Carolina Tar Heels fan. Have been since I was in the fourth grade. Um, we did have a rough season, mm-hmm. but we did start to get it together at the end. Though we did suffer a pretty big loss in the ACC tournament. Though Virginia Tech is really good. Um, they ended up beating Duke to win the ACC tourney, but we played uh, Marquette yesterday. We were an eight seed; they were a nine seed, and we ended up beating them by thirty some points. Uh, North Carolina set an NCAA tournament record with most threes in a tournament game. Um, it we looked really good, mm-hmm. uh, to say the least. Um, we play Baylor, number one seed Baylor tomorrow, so I'm kind of nervous about that one. But I think if we beat them. We should have a pretty good remainder. I think if we can beat Baylor, we should be all right for a little while. Mm -hmm. Um, Let's see. Notre Dame was playing Alabama. I don't know if that game's over yet. Notre Dame was winning. They were the underdog. Um, Miami beat, was it USC? Yeah. Barely. Um, I was talking to my buddies about this, and they are like, tell me how – USC just scored six points in seven seconds to be down. They were down two or they tied it up or something. And then I guess Miami hit free throws at the end to end up winning the game. Um, yeah, that was a close game. UConn, another big UConn got surprising beat. loss. Um, Richmond ended up winning their game yesterday. They beat, was it Iowa? Yeah. Yeah. That. So we were watching <laughs> that game and, and whatever, and I was – I, it was a good game. It was. It was a really good game, and um, I love to see Iowa lose. So I'm, 
I'm very excited for the, the tournament this year. I, I love March Madness. It's like Christmas in March for me. It's mm-hmm. like the one thing I really look forward to every year. Uh, but this year, I think I look for it, forward to it more because there hasn't been a super dominant team all season. Like, yeah. okay, Gonzaga was the number one overall seed, but I thought they were going to get beat yesterday. Be- they came close a few yeah. times. And, like, they went into halftime, they were tied. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, you you know, stuff like that, you know, it's March Madness, stuff like that happens. But it's so much fun to watch. I actually didn't fill out a bracket this year, which is very weird for me. I wanted to, but I completely forgot about I did it. too. But and mine would have been busted. So. Oh, mine would have been long gone. Um, but I have been betting on a lot of games. Uh, I was up. I don't bet very much. Like, I put, like, $300 in my account, and I said, when that runs out, it runs out. I was down to 30 bucks the other day, and I woke up the next morning. I was sitting at 200 I'm like, all right, we're ready to go again. <laughs> uh, but so I've been enjoying doing that. And uh, I'm really looking forward to see who wins it this year. Like, I don't have a team off the top of my head that I'm like, they're guaranteed to win the tournament. Now, women's March Madness, on the other hand. I'm excited for that side of, you know, the tournament as well. Um, I'm a huge Tennessee fan. And so I'm rooting for for both uh, teams. Now, Tennessee's uh, men's team this year is phenomenal. They're scary. Yeah, so Tennessee's men's team is pretty good. Tennessee women's team is the tallest team in the women's uh, entire, you know, uh, sanctioning body, I guess. So I am. Uh, I did not know that. Yeah. And Tennessee is the only team, I believe is what they said, that has made 40 out of 40 appearances in the women's NCAA tournament. Now, I'm a huge Pat, Fum- Pat Summit fan. May she rest in peace. But Kelly Harper is a phenomenal coach. Um, and. I I really do think that she is going to to lead the the Lady Volunteers to a uh, NCAA championship this year. Uh, on the men's side of things, I think Tennessee men's team. Uh, I think they're a threat. I hope that they don't become a victim of of losing to an underdog. You know, I was telling somebody that's at work, the risk of being such a high seed though. Almost yeah. everybody you play is an underdog. Yeah. Well, I mean, I was talking to some guy at work today, my coworker, and you know, I was like. I love March Madness, but I don't recall ever seeing this in my lifetime where, you know, you have so many underdogs beating, you know, high seed teams. Now, of course, it's happened before where was it like Virginia Tech? Virginia. The number one seed? Virginia lost. I don't know who they lost to, but Virginia was a number one seed and they lost to a 16 seed. It was the first time it ever happened. And so, I mean, like it happens, but I feel like it's happening more frequently now this year. And you know, they were. I was watching one of the games, and and the broadcasters were talking about how there isn't a team that isn't good this year. They're all really good, and so you know, I was watching um, one of the games I bet on. That was part of like the eleven thousand plus, <laughs> and it was like a really close game. And they were like, um, you know, these big teams can't come in and just expect to to clear the floor with these guys. I mean, they're they're going to put up a fight. And well, I, just for a comparison. Uh, it was like someone did a comparison to Kentucky versus St. Peter's, which is who beat Kentucky yesterday. So if you look, Kentucky spends, I think it was roughly 15 times more on their athletics than uh, St. Peter's does. And I saw a picture of both of their gyms that they play in. So, you know, UK has this giant, you know, basketball 
you know, it's a really nice stadium that they play in. Well, if you look at St. Peter's, it looks like like I played in nicer high school gyms than mm-hmm. their college gym, and they went in and just beat number two seed Kentucky in the NCAA tournament. Like, so it just goes to show that there are a lot of actually really good teams out there. No one's been super dominant this year, right? Yeah. Well, that's all I got. You know, I'm just excited to to keep watching. I like you said, I don't know who's gonna win this tournament obviously i'm rooting for my team but um i don't know it, it's a toss-up i have no idea but that's all i have um i'm excited to hopefully watch some racing this weekend i don't know how busy i'm gonna be it kind of depends on shalina <laughs> but uh so anyway we do want to thank kyle frame again for coming on with us and talking with us uh, we want to thank everybody who is listening and or watching now that we have that ability. Um, yeah. And uh, we hope that you continue to do so. Tell your friends, tell your family. Tell any- your moms and dads. <laughs> Race fans. <laughs> uh, we appreciate all the support and hope we continue to grow and provide you with enjoyable content um, as we we continue to learn what we're doing as our race season starts. And, uh Yeah. So hope to see you back next week and uh, have a good one.